Hey Palmetto Shores and welcome back to our small group resources. Uh, today we're going to be uh, in chapter 5 and finishing that up with verses 30 to 47 and we're going to be continuing to see uh, this response of Jesus to the Jews that were accusing him of breaking the Sabbath and uh, trying to catch him in order to you know, put him to death to kill him. Um, so I'd like to read all these verses for us before we get started. Um, there's so much good content in this things to discuss that we're not going to be able to get to, but uh, hopefully you'll have more time to do so in your groups. Um, so picking up in verse 30, it says, I can do nothing on my own as I hear I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone bear witness about myself, I testimony, my testimony is not true. There is another who bears witness about me, and I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing, bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who has sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is that they bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from people, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you, I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in my own, if another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is only there is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe in if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So one of the biggest things uh, to note here is that Jesus is acknowledging his divinity, as well as emphasizing his aim to glorify the Father. And so all this is just Jesus' response, continuing from last week as well, um, in responding to these Jewish leaders that were, uh, like I said earlier, were um, trying to catch him and put him to death and catch him in um, breaking the laws. So Jesus isn't stating here that um, his will and that God's will are something to be compared or have some kind of contradiction. But his point here is to explain that Jesus's will is God's will because they are one and the same. Jesus being sent by God is operating in God's will because he's a member of that divine trinity with God, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. In addition, he brings up John the Baptist into the picture and explains that he was uh, just a light to point towards the coming Messiah, i.e. himself. So while John's message was good and did what it's supposed to do, Jesus' message is far better and offers uh, even more eternal impact. Uh, so even Jesus acknowledges that John the Baptist did what he was supposed to do. He was the light. He um, brought uh, God's message and his word um, to look forward to the coming Messiah. And now Jesus is saying, I am that Messiah that John testified about in my message um, is far greater. And so, like I said, throughout this uh, entire passage, Jesus is speaking into his identity, 
um, and to his divinity, as well as revealing um, the the disbelief and the shortcomings uh, in those Jewish leaders' lives. And from verses 37 to 40, Jesus calls them out on their false beliefs. He tells them that they claim to know and understand Scripture and to hear from God. And uh, yet Jesus, who is also God, uh, tells them that they are far off, that uh, he tells them that they're missing the main point. And we know that Jesus is able to discern this because if we remember back uh, in chapter 5 or 4, when Jesus was at the well with the, the woman of Samaria, he spoke into her life that they had never physically met in person, but Jesus knew exactly who she was and what her heart condition was. And so in the same way, Jesus knows uh, these Jewish people's lives. He knows their hearts and he tells them, you know, to their face that, you know, you've missed a point. You have no truth in your heart. And so sometimes it's easy to place the blame on these Jews like this uh, for missing the point and thinking, how could they miss it? You know, they have Jesus with them. And um, and then sometimes we can connect with them all too well, that we have God's word and we have scripture, and yet we s- still miss uh, who God is. So so often God is revealing himself to us, and we miss him completely because we're focused on what we want to see. And when we don't get what we want or we find discomfort in something, we automatically write it off that it's not from God. But God hasn't called us to believe and trust in things that are simple and easy. Uh, but most often our faith is going to be tried and face difficulties. And that's how God sees fit for our growth and our sanctification. So uh, we have to be careful in how we um, even read these passages and think, you know, how could these Jews, um, Jewish leaders miss the point when so often we miss the point as well. And um, it just, uh, in this, in this passage, we see the importance of knowing scripture and, uh, clinging close to God and, um, understanding what exactly, um, or who exactly God is and, uh, how he operates, um, or we'll miss, uh, the messages that he sends and miss, um, all that he has to offer us. So, um, at this time, God had sent Jesus uh, into the world for these people to interact with, and they missed them because they were focused on their own selves rather than God's truths. And then jumping down to the end of the chapter, Jesus blatantly says that he is the one of whom Moses wrote about, that he is the fulfillment of God's promise to come. And if they really believed and trusted in what Moses wrote, then they should accept him um, as that fulfillment. So, Today, we can go back and read all that Moses wrote and read all of the Old Testament and just see how well uh, all of Scripture points towards Jesus being the Messiah. And as we near Easter and we're studying this last chunk of um, the book of John on Sunday mornings, um, even especially this week, we'll be in chapter 19, uh, we just see how prophecy is fulfilled even more and just how it's so perfect and aligns so well uh, with God's plan and what was to come, what has happened, and, and now what's come, what's to come for us. And so I'm going to wrap it up here uh, because there is just a lot more that you can cover, and I want to leave you just enough time in your groups to discuss that. So I hope you all have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.